morning. Here we are. Happy Tuesday. Tuesday is Tuesday. <laughs> Mo thought I was going to say something else. I did, and I don't like it. <laughs> uh, coming up on today's show, churches at play, plus the news. Random facts and artist updates. But first, it is, no, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> March 19th, and we got a few holidays to celebrate, don't we? We do. Okay. There's some There's some weird ones, but, you know, whatever. It's March 19th, so. <laughs> um, weirdest day of the year. Can't all be pie day, everybody. Uh, you know. Uh, okay, it's National Chocolate Caramel Day. Mm. Do you say that is a... caramel? I say caramel. caramel, but I feel like caramel is the actual pronunciation. Thank but I, you. But I say caramel, <laughs> just because that's what I grew up saying. And that's what everybody else says. But And if you say caramel, then they're like, what? what? are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I get so Richie? tired. I, no, I get so tired of people like picking on me because the way that I say things. <laughs> so you say caramel? Yes, yeah. but I I used to say caramel, <laughs> but everybody's made me say caramel. I feel like caramel is the perfect way to say it because it sounds like what it is. Yeah, like smooth caramel. and yeah. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree one hundred percent. If words were visual, yeah, it would be perfect, yep. yeah, perfect example. Yep, Not caramel. Yeah, let me caramel. have a caramel. Caramel, no, <laughs> caramel. But I, oh, I love chocolate and uh, see now I want to say caramel, chocolate and caramel, mm, mm-hmm. a good combination. Mm-hmm. It it's is. also one of my favorite uh, novelty creamers from. Uh, well, I don't even know what the. There's only two kind of creamers. There's Coffee Mate and what's the other one? Inter- International Delight. Is that what it is? Okay. I was thinking International House of Pancakes. So it must be <laughs> That's actually where my mind first went and I had to like, what is it? It's International something. Yeah. Well, anyway, they make a Hershey's chocolate and, and caramel one and oh gosh. Yeah? It's good. Super loaded with sugar, so I don't get to have it all that much, but occasionally I do. Deidre usually will buy it once every six months, so I'll have one. I'll sneak a cup of coffee with it. Yeah. Ugh. Good stuff. Uh, it's also National Poultry Day. That's my second favorite creamer flavor, poultry. <laughs> <laughs> so poultry, that's it's all the birds, right? All the bird food? Yeah, all the bird we got food. turkey, we got chicken, we got Cornish game hens. Yeah. Duck. What else is there? Goose. Goose liver. Do they ever, does people eat actual goose or do they just eat goose liver? I have no idea. <laughs> you said turkey and chicken and that's about as far <laughs> as, as I go. That's as adventurous as I am with eating birds. I've had quail. Mm. And quail is actually very good. Yeah. It is like the steak of poultry. <laughs> I, can, I can buy that, yeah. It is very good. <laughs> so... Turducken? Uh, Have you ever had a turducken? No, but I really actually want to try one. Yeah? Yeah. I've never had duck. You've never had duck at all? No. I think, I think I've only had it one time. And I don't even think it was like my food. I think I was eating a piece of somebody else's food. No, because I don't think that you would order duck. No, absolutely not. Even now. Even when I ate it and I was like, yeah, that's fine. Not so much. Still, yeah, no. 
Yeah. I just, turkey and chicken. <laughs> Thank you very much. All good. Yep. And okay. lastly, it's Let's Laugh Day. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's. What that was do. Matt's act- actual <laughs> laugh. He wasn't doing it just for funsies. Oh. It's yeah. Tuesday. I'm I'm so laughed out from yesterday's show when I was listening to your embarrassing stories. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. I don't know if I have any more in me. So from now on, like when somebody's telling a really bad joke... And you feel the need to laugh at their joke. And you're like, oh, gosh, this is coming to an end. And I'm not going to be able to laugh at it. That's all you have to do is think about my story. And you'll be able to laugh so hard that they'll think it's the best joke ever. Uh, well, uh, I do have a tip for Let's Laugh Day. Oh, gosh. Um, when you're taking a photo and you want a genuine smile, make yourself fake laugh. To get that face right. Because then it's perfect. That's what Matt does every time and it's a little awkward. It is. Because I'm standing behind <laughs> everyone. I'm like. <laughs> and, I my, and I get my face. And if it, it's fine and you do it one time. Nobody cares then. But if you're if they're having to take the photo three or four times. And you, each time they hear me <laughs> behind them. So, but it's ruined more pictures than it has made good ones because those of us who, like, we're taking a group picture and we all hear Matt chuckle behind us and what do we all do? We turn and look. Like, what are you laughing at? Let's go. Quit looking at me, guys. Do I have something on me? Like, why are you laughing at me? Right? I I don't understand. I'm just enjoying life, guys. Keep looking forward. And so everybody else is awkwardly smiling because Matt's doing this weird laugh, but Matt's got a good smile going on. Very natural. Uh, Yep. I'm telling you, if we all did it, it would have been normal. Sheesh. (laughs) I just, like, I'm going back to us taking our group picture at Summit last year. And all those people around, like, if you, like, can you imagine what all the people standing around or the person who we asked to take our picture (laughs) What they would have thought had in unison, you know, all right, one, two, three. <laughs> and they're all like, what? what? Is this a prank on yeah. me? Are you pranking right. me? <laughs> is this going to explode? <laughs> is this not a real phone? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> just all ten people at once just burst out into laughter. <laughs> it would be the most confusing thing. Ever. Oh, man. Oh, if you love what we do here at the Backer Morning Show and Backer Radio in general, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash Backer Radio. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Backrow Radio. Uh, as we've been talking about for the last few weeks, we are we're getting to the point where uh, the time when financial uh, our financial situation becomes dire is a few months away uh we 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 have to pay kind of like in levels and stages based on how much music we have in our system and how many listeners we have and as both of those are growing we're getting to the point where we're going to need to upgrade and those upgrades cost money uh and we have we have several fantastic partners already patreons uh or patrons they're called already that uh, have been supporting us for even long before the radio station got started, but we're to the point where we need we need some more uh, people to partner with us in this ministry to keep it going. Uh, all the information about it 
is at patreon.com slash radio. So please go there, read about it, see if this is something that you're interested in. We're not asking you to give 40 bucks a month. We're not asking you to give 100 bucks a month. Even if it's just as little as 5 bucks a month, that can help us out uh, if, uh, if enough people are willing to give up a coffee at Starbucks once a month for us. That would be fantastic. Y'all need to give up that coffee at Starbucks anyway. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It just means people. Uh, <laughs> it's not even that good. Uh, so, yeah, you can check that out there. Uh, if you can't remember the address, go to backrowradio.com. All the way down to the bottom of the page, you'll see the Patreon logo. Just click on that, and it'll take you there. Whew. Back Moving on from there. Back Radio. <laughs> wow. What a difference. You need to come up with, like, a different jingle every day. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You're asking too much of me now. Here's the news, folks. A man's viral tweet about his dad's newly opened donut shop has become a prime example of the positive power of social media. I saw this. Yeah. Yeah. Billy's Donuts celebrated its grand opening in Missouri City, Texas on Thursday of uh, last, well, two weeks ago, I think. But after a few days of running the little business, Billy's dad was heartbroken by the lack of customers. Billy then snapped a photo of his sad dad behind the shop counter and posted it to Twitter. When Billy first made the post, Billy's Donuts reportedly had 71 followers on Instagram. Now, it has over 59,000. According to KPRC, dozens of people were crammed inside the store over the weekend, all of whom were enjoying pastries, donuts, sodas, and sweets. That's nice. Yep. That's nice. Uh, a New Jersey man finding... Uh, is, sorry. I don't know how to read my own stuff here okay well first of all a new jersey man what did i say a new jersey man it very much did not sound like new jersey a new jersey man a new jersey man a new jersey okay go ahead a new jersey man a new jersey you sound like you're from louisiana a new jersey man He's fielding no, a New no, Jersey man. That's enough. <laughs> is fielding a flood of calls and text messages after his sons took out a billboard asking people to send him birthday greetings. Chris Ferry said he woke early one morning at his Linwood home <laughs> to phone calls from birthday well wishers who told him they'd seen a billboard bearing his photo and phone number with a message asking viewers to wish him a happy birthday. Ferry, who turned sixty-two uh, today, no Saturday. Mm-hmm. Today is the day we're recording this. Saturday, uh, he turned last Saturday, said he knew his sons were behind the prank even before they that he knew that they had signed the billboard. Uh, I'm probably up to about 10,000 calls, voicemails, and texts, Ferry told uh, KW or KYW News Radio. That's crazy. That's a prank right there. That, that would be horrifying to me. <laughs> to have all, I would stop answering the phone. I would cancel the phone number. I'm, I mean, I feel like, like, who even calls anymore? Like, I, I get the whole, sure, let's text. But why are people calling this guy? You don't call people anymore. You send a text message. That's all. Look, every now and then, a big page will share a meme from our Facebook group. And we will get a huge oh, influx yeah. of people joining. And so my phone will go off every few minutes with, this person wants to join. This person wants to join. This person wants to join. Yeah. That annoys the crud out of me, and it usually only lasts for about 12 hours until people stop seeing that original post. Yeah. I can't imagine how crazy I would be going with 10,000 people calling or texting me all day long, every day, until that billboard is taken down. It's true. (laughs) 
Uh, now that texts don't really cost money anymore. Well, they do. You're just paying for all of them now. You pay for every text that you'll ever use. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. I would hate that. I would. I would. I would consider becoming a hermit at that point. <laughs> I don't need a phone or people or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go live in a cave. He's also going to disown his sons <laughs> in, in that moment. Uh, peeps have come up with a new way to bring Elf on the Shelf level uh, best behavior to the Easter season. Oh, gosh. Peep on a Perch, which came out last February, has been popping up in uh, in the ether again as Easter approaches. Like the Christmas version, Peeps uh, set comes with a storybook meant to inspire good behavior in children and a plush toy to watch over them and serve as a reminder to behave well. The story explains to kids how Peep helps the Easter Bunny decorate eggs and fill baskets each year. The idea is that kids will be more conscious of using good manners, helping around the house, and being kind to others. The more kindness the Peep sees, the happier it gets. What are your thoughts on the whole Elf on the Shelf thing? I really despise using a stuffed animal to get my kids to do what they know they're supposed to do anyway. I really do. Right. I'll be totally honest. We do um, the Christmas Angel, okay? And it's it comes with a story. And I think this past year was our last year of doing it because it's kind of lost all its magic and mystery, you know? <laughs> My boys are older now, so they're like, eh, okay, whatever. But what the Christmas Angel encourages is random acts of kindness hmm. and that the Christmas season is not about receiving, but it's about giving and refocusing your hearts on that aspect of Christmas, that Jesus was the ultimate gift given to us. And we in turn need to give to others, spread the gospel and give of ourselves. So that I'm okay with. Yeah. Because it's encouraging the opposite of what the Christmas mindset is. Whereas I feel like Elf on the Shelf is encouraging kids to be good so that they get more. Right. And I hate that. I feel like if they really want to drive home the purpose, it should put a little speaker in the back and give the parents a little remote control button to push whenever they see their kid doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. And so whenever they see something wrong, Elf on the Shelf goes, eh, 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 we're going to take away your presents. You know, (laughs) like, let's just (laughs) tie all the creepiness up. Make it all creepy. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. not a fan. I'm really not. And then the dog swallows the remote and you're just sitting there, you're just mom sitting at home, you're home alone. See, with Elf on the Shelf, and obviously I've never read the book, we've never done it. I just have tons of friends who do it. Yeah. And so I watch their adventures of their elf. <laughs> And he's mischievous. Yes, he's He does awful. things that you're not supposed to do. He's creepy and disgusting. Like he hangs toilet paper from the ceiling fan and pours flour on the kitchen <laughs> counter and per- poops Hershey's kisses. And like... Where do you think those cookies come from? How How is this encouraging my kids to be good? It makes no sense to me. Oh, goodness gracious. Coming up later in the show... Churches need to play. Stick around. I'm 
Welcome back to the Background Morning Show here on this Tuesday morning. We're in our second hour. We're Tuesday. glad to have you with us. Let's kick off this hour with five random facts. Whoop, whoop. whoop okay, whoop, this whoop. first one has me a little worried. Uh, Vatican City has the highest crime rate in the world per capita. Yep. I mean, I can see how most of that would just be the per capita aspect because it's really small. So, I mean, yeah, but like, like one person committing a crime is like a thousand people committing a crime in another place. Okay. So it took me a minute to try and figure out what the crime was in Vatican City. Like, what, what are you doing in Vatican City? That is a crime. Like, <laughs> it's the Vatican and the cathedral and the basilica. There's nothing else there. What are you doing? You're walking through and looking at all these things. Okay, there are a lot of, um, what are they called? Like peddlers? Yeah. Who, and like they've got it down to an art. But that's illegal. Peddling Mm. is illegal. So that's crime. Uh Uh-huh. And they like, they have their blanket with all their stuff that they're selling. Mm -hmm. In less than a second, they lay that thing out. And in less than a second, they can flip it up, throw it over their shoulder, and be gone. When they wow. see the policia coming, they're out of there. Wow. We've seen it so many times. It, that, to me, was way cooler than seeing the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> these guys got it down to a science. Yeah. Watching these peddlers on the Spanish steps, they've got all their stuff out there. You know, you want to watch? You want a purse? You want to... What do you want? What do you... I got it all. And then here comes the sirens, whoop, over their shoulder, and they're gone. Where'd they go? <laughs> they have time travel figured out somehow. Wow. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's the crime. It could be, yeah. That could be part of the buildup. I can only... That's really the only thing But if they're not getting caught, can... then what does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> how, would they, how would they record it if they're not getting I guess that's charged. true, too. <laughs> I can't think of any other crime that there would be, though. Okay. Uh, within 48 hours of quitting smoking, your nerve endings begin to regrow, and your sense of smell and taste begin to return to normal. Hmm. Hmm. Doesn't take that long. You just don't realize it because you're like... What is that called? Craving. Jonesing. Detoxing. Thank you. Gotcha. Detoxing. (laughs) (laughs) I kept getting there, but then you'd say another word. I'm like, crap. No, not that. No. No. (laughs) Shut up. Uh, Steven Spielberg receives 2.5% of the profits from all Star Wars movies as the result of a deal he made with George Lucas in 1977. Mm. Uh So, remember those deals that you've made. (laughs) Uh, Pokemon is the highest grossing media franchise of all time, out-earning Star Wars by more than $27 billion. Wow. Yeah. Pokemon's a friggin' powerhouse. (laughs) <laughs> um nope it's just Mm-mm. yeah it's insane nope video games anime toys at the yin yang the card game yeah it's just so much Mm-mm. <laughs> nope i just can't beat star wars nope by 27 billion you know i think that you can tell a person who <laughs> Knows and respects Pokemon by the way that they say Pokemon. Because how you say it and how I say it are very different. It's And it's all in the pronunciation of the E. The E? Yeah. I say Pokemon, you say Pokemon. 
Pokemon. Pokemon. Pokemon. Pokemon. Come to Jamaica. Pokemon. Uh, okay, and Earl Wilde. Get your Wild. Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, let me get a Pikachu. <laughs> I just came up for that. <laughs> He's so proud, proud of himself. Of myself. <laughs> Ugh, that's hilarious. Uh, okay. Earl Wilde, the first person to play the piano on U.S. television, was also the first person to stream a performance on the internet 58 years later. Isn't that cool? I really like that one. That is cool. That really is pretty neat. neat. <laughs> All right, well, we got a few artist updates for you today. Okay. Uh, first one is a question from Shane and Shane. It says, what's your favorite Easter treat? I think I've already shared mine, which is those Cadbury caramel caramel Caramel. <laughs> caramel. Caramel. eggs. Mm. <laughs> uh, I love those things. Like... I'm addicted to those things. Uh-uh. <laughs> what about you, though? What's your favorite treat that only comes around in Easter time? I mean, the only thing that I can think of right now are the Reese's eggs. That's a, And you mean the ones that are not the ones shaped like an egg, but the ones that are molded into an egg? Yes, the ones that are molded <laughs> into an egg. Yes, they come individually wrapped right. in a little They're like package. a cup. They're but like they're a cup, like, but they're in yeah, yeah. egg shape. Yep. Because they also have the Reese's eggs, like the Cadbury eggs. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm trying so, to distinguish. So, um, <clears throat> and then they also have the big ones, like the the, you know how they used to have the right. chocolate bunnies. Yeah. Well, now Reese's a big, has a big chocolate egg, and that's like, just too it's much. It's like a half egg, right? It's like yes. a flat on one yep. side. Yeah. And that's just too it. much for me. I can't. That. I can't do all that. But it's just a lot the of little. Yeah. Just the little individual. And they began as eggs. They they brought them out like this variation brought them out at Easter. Well, now they have trees and they have at Christmas time and they have hearts at Valentine's. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> they're, they're very ugly looking trees and ugly looking hearts. Yeah. Get away with the egg a lot easier because it's just an oval shape. Yep. <laughs> but what used to be my favorite Easter treat is now around. Oh, you're, yeah. yeah. And so it's taken the novelty away from it. It's just not that great anymore. I get you. I, I can't you. think of anything that I, I can't think of anything Easter wise that I like. I don't like peeps. What about those big jelly beans? I mean, they're technically available all year, but nobody buys those all year. I don't they're even know what you're talking about. The really big, big jelly beans, big colorful jelly beans. I know my favorite Easter treat. Okay. You. Just reminded me. Okay. I don't know what they're called. The Robin's eggs. eggs oh, yeah. That they're are like, like malt They're chocolate. malt balls, but they have oh. like the candy coating uh-huh. on the outside. There you go. I hate Ding, those. ding, ding. <laughs> That's okay. I hate Cadbury eggs. They're so my, They are my least favorite candy of all time, actually. Well. Robin's eggs. Every time I got a ba- box of those, I'm like, oh, gosh, this ruined my day. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was getting candy. <laughs> Throw in the trash. See, Matt, we would have been perfect siblings growing up. Right, we yeah. would have gotten you along. You have my Robin's yep. eggs. I'll take your Cadbury eggs. Exactly. You. We open up our Easter basket sitting there and it's like, eh, here you go. Slip, 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 slip. And we're happy. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Uh, confession from Jimmy Needham. 
I realized I'm involuntarily nicer to the Chipotle guy as he's scooping my steak into the burrito. I find there's a direct correlation between my niceness and the fullness of said scoop. Do you go to, have you gone to Chipotle? Here? I hate Chipotle. You hate it? What's wrong? I with really it? do. It's it's overrated. It's a daggone burrito that I can get at Taco Bell. The same quality, the same taste. It's just a stinking burrito, people. Hmm. It's not that good. I'm not paying $10 for you to fill up a burrito, a tortilla, with stuff that I'm not even going to eat anyway. Because it's so stinking big, I can't finish the thing. It's hmm. bigger than my arm. I can't eat the burritos from there. <laughs> I might eat a burrito bowl, but I'm not. No, it's dumb. I have yet to go there. I am not a fan of overrated and things. And I don't know what keeps me from going. It's because it's overrated. I feel like it's exciting. I want to try another. I like fast Mexican food. Quote unquote Mexican food. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. It's like, if you want authentic Americanized Mexican food, you go to like Taco Villa. Mm -hmm. Because they have all the flavors and they do all the kind of traditional things. Mm -hmm. If you want Americanized, Americanized Mexican food. You go to Taco Bell. Because they cover everything in cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't really see that at Taco Villa or mm-hmm. the other places. Yep. Taco Bell? Yeah, we'll wrap that in cheese. We'll melt cheese. We'll put cheese in it. We'll take a cheese quesadilla, wrap that as a burrito, yep. and then put cheese sauce in the middle of that. Yep. It's just all cheese. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I... That quesadilla, though. Mmm. That's a good burrito. <laughs> My, that's what Topher loves. Topher gets the quesarito every time we go, which, as we discussed last week, <laughs> is a couple a times a week. Um, it's healthy. healthy he actually food. had Taco Bell for lunch last Friday at school, and then for dinner <laughs> Friday night. So, I mean, that kid, he's gonna. Is he regular? <laughs> Maybe that's why he's so tiny. <laughs> it just flushes the system out. Better than a cleanse. <laughs> Better than a juice cleanse. It, it all makes sense now. Because the boy doesn't exercise a lick. He does no physical activity. <laughs> oh, man. And he eats Taco Bell like it's going out of style. It's gonna, I keep telling him, it's going to catch up to you one day. Yeah, I will. That was a Kevin James joke. So I used to be able to polish off three Big Macs and float away like a hummingbird. Now, halfway through a Big Mac, I had to take a nap on the McDonald's floor. Yeah. So you can't nap here. It's McDonald's. (laughs) 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 Riley Clemens on why she has a t-shirt for sale that includes her likeness. Says the only reason I sell T-shirts with my face on them in my merch store is so that I can make my kids wear one of them one day. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'd make my kids wear a T-shirt with my face on it. Heck yeah, I'm actually considering doing that now. <laughs> I have the capabilities. <laughs> you do. <laughs> uh, an apology from Crowder. He posted, "I've been informed by my sources that the music video for Wildfire was what broke Instagram and Facebook last week. I'm so sorry." It seems they are back in order today and can be accessed. <laughs> oh. On the day that Instagram and Facebook broke, that's mm-hmm. the day that we had the big storm Crazy here. Crazy windstorm. And we were out of power. Yeah. So, for real, it was as if the world was coming to an end. Yeah. 
It was weird. And then we were canceling church here because we have a bunch of, we have a lot of old people that yeah. come on Wednesday nights. Yeah. We're like, we don't need them getting out in this and falling down and hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. So Johnny's all post that on Facebook. I'm like, okay. And I get there hours. Yeah. I can't post. Yeah. It'll open up the page. It'll let me type it out. I can hit the post button and let something went wrong. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Try again later. Yeah. I'm like, come on. So eventually, eventually, uh, John Berkey uh, got to get through and post something, but it was just, it took like five hours. Well, five hours from post this now before yeah. it got online. Well, and thankfully, Highland is smaller size. So, worst case scenario, divide five of you yeah. up and you'd be able to call. Yeah. We also canceled at our church and that would have been. They were freaking out because they could not post it to Facebook. Yeah. And there are so many people who attend. So we do a Wednesday night meal. Mm. And so there are so many people who attend for dinner and then go home. Yeah. It's like, how do we... What do we do? How do we tell everybody? There is no way all the missionary teams, ministry teams, missionary teams, ministry teams were texting their people and then saying, please text whoever you know to let them know there's no church. Yeah, we wound up trying to send it through like the prayer chain, text messages, and everybody. There was still a couple people we couldn't get to, though, because we had no information for them. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So Sunday at church, I hope that every every pastor was like, listen, if you showed up here Wednesday. <laughs> we need your contact. We need your Update information your contact, because contact we tried to get a hold of you. <laughs> it is not our fault if you don't yeah. give us your your info. Uh, lastly, Casting Crowns, Juan Vevo. Says he'd be willing to tape his mouth shut for a price. He posted, my wife found a question that asked, would you tape your mouth shut for a whole year for a million dollars? What do you think, Mo? Could you have not only not talk, but have your mouth literally taped shut for an entire year? Including when you have a cold and you get stuffy nose. That's the thing. I think I could... (laughs) Not talk for an entire year, mm-hmm. but the act of having my mouth taped shut, I don't know that I could do it. It's feel, sending me yeah. into a bit of a panic attack right. just thinking right. about I it. I feel like, you know, maybe you could tough it out for a little while, but eventually you would start to feel claustrophobic. claustrophobic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that it's so funny to say because it's such a small part of your body. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, I'm taping your hands down or your feet down or whatever. I'm only confining your mouth, but... But because it's something that you're not in control of, that limits you. Yeah, it feels claustrophobic. It feels terrifying. (laughs) I don't think I can do it. I don't think I could do it either, and that makes me really sad. (laughs) Because I want a million dollars. No. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a mental thing. It's all a mental thing. There was a show... A, a reality show, competition show. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but... Oh, it was Solitary. It was called Solitary. Oh, I remember this remember one. remember that? Yes. It was almost like a game show. It, yeah, I mean, it was it was a competition. It was a reality show, and they had to do different tasks and all this, but you were in solitary confinement. Yeah. And you didn't know if other people... The, yeah, that it was It was the in thing. the dark. In the end... Well, no, it wasn't always in the dark. Okay. That was some some of the challenges were. But like the last thing that would happen at the end of the episodes were 
everybody who was still there had to do this challenge. And it was a challenge that tortured you pretty much. A challenge that made you feel confined or awful or claustrophobic or you were covered in bugs or some terrible, terrible thing. And you had to go as long as you possibly could go because you didn't know when anybody else stopped. Mm-hmm. So everybody else could have quit hours ago. But you're sitting there thinking, no, there's got to be someone out there that's doing better than this. So I'm going to continue to be tortured yeah. for as long as possible. I cannot imagine the mental toll that took on people when they yeah. left that show. Which I'm pretty sure is why it got canceled. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, it, that's that kind of stuff's terrifying. So to be out to have your mouth shut for an entire year like that, taped up, yeah, couldn't do it. I think we're thinking about this way more seriously than they thought about. I know. <laughs> I I don't. I'm but I curious. Don't think, but I don't think they thought about the logistics. Exactly. It's, it's not another just not one talking, of, folks. Exactly. It's another one of those things that you did not think about the big picture. Ugh. No eating. No, how would you eat? True. <laughs> You have to snort up. Uh, Heck no! Insure, insure all year long. Nope. Hey, you'd look great by the end of the year. No, no, no! You would not look great by like by month two. You'd look good. But by month twelve, you are on the verge of death. <laughs> oh man! Okay. You look like one of the kids from <coughs> Ethiopia that's on the the uh, the commercials that you see all the time. Sponsor this child. Goodness, malnourished and frail. See all your ribs. Yes. Yeah. It, it what happened awful. to you? What's wrong? One a million. Wanda Vevo, think about what you're sending out <laughs> into the world. Exactly. Goodness. When we come back, all work and no play makes your church a dull church. So, stick around. Girl morning show on this Tuesday morning. We're in our third hour, and in the third hour, we usually like to take a uh, longer look at a bigger topic. Today, we're examining an article from where's this from? Christianity Today. Uh, it's an article called "Churches That Play Together Stay Together" by Courtney Ellis. I'm going to read a few of these, but essentially, the article is about uh, the importance of churches doing recreational things together not just church related things together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's uh, in its new Households of Faith report, Barna researchers claim that one of the many reasons vibrant households stand out from others is because they engage in meaningful fun quality time with both their households or housemates and extended household members. That includes playing games together, 32% sharing meals, 63% eat breakfast as a family and 75% eat dinner as a family and enjoying other leisure activities. These, uh, these are practicing Christians who know the meaning of play and indeed half call their home life playful, according to the report. So in other words, the old adage still rings true, families that play together stay together, and more than that, exhibit signs of strong spiritual health. 
And so the same, where uh, the Courtney Alice is proposing, can be said about the church family. Sorry, hiccuping there. Uh, so she lists softball leagues, book, book clubs, craft nights. Uh, book, book club. Book club. <laughs> can't book talk. Clubs. What's going on here? Book clubs. Book clubs. Book clubs. <laughs> Uh, all, all camaraderie, compassion, collective resilience, uh, for building a church body, a a robust church body. Uh, Katie Nix, lead pastor at Trinity United Methodist Church in Moberly, Missouri says, our congregation is experiencing some growing edges as younger families begin to assume leadership roles. Usually the generations become divided between gatekeepers and new people, but kickball help to break down some of the walls of fear and create relationships. I believe we avoided several potential turf wars because the two groups experienced an opportunity to play together. Uh, other pastors, too, report the unique gains of letting loose as the body of Christ. Jack uh, Jackson Cleland, head of staff at Presbyterian Church of the Master in Mission Viejo, California, often provides opportunities for his church staff and board members to play together as a way to lay the foundation for their collaborative work. As people people of God, my mentor, the late Chuck Miller, taught that we need a proper order to our relationships within the church. We need to view our colleagues as brothers and sisters and then fellow workers, said Cleland, quoting from Philemon 1 uh, 1 and 2. Staff meetings at Church uh, of the Master are commonly held in a conference room, except when they're not. Uh, He said, when we want to escape, uh, we went to an escape room a month ago. Uh, we play so that we can enjoy each other beyond the tasks that we need for each other. Uh, so take a break from the article here. <clears throat> so what do you think about this so far? Essentially, the need to do more than just work. I think it makes total sense. Yeah. 100%. I think it is a good way to build um, family, mm-hmm. you know, between the body. Yeah. I think that's one of the problems that we have in a lot of churches, including a little bit in our church or on my church, your former church, mm-hmm. uh, here in Highland as well, is that we get so caught up in the things that we want to do as a church, as as ministry, as missions, that we get all gung-ho about that and try to do that as fast as possible and forget about, hey, we need to kind of... Yeah. Build the relationships here a little more. Yeah. Uh, we in the we have maybe two game nights a year. Yeah. Um, that are often just five couples. I was going to say, and kids. the same people attend. Yeah, it's the same people. It, people yeah. don't make it a priority. Um, and I think that's one of the problems that we have at our church is that we have a lot of people who are just here as church members, mm-hmm. but not as a body mm-hmm. not as as a family yeah which is sad which breaks my heart uh because it didn't always it wasn't always like that yeah um i remember when i was a kid uh when i was a teenager and first started coming to this church they did stuff all the time uh now of course church softball is not their fault because we have a league here in town that is in and out it works some years it doesn't the other years yeah uh, we participated in that sometimes. Uh, the last time, I think, was the year that Deidre was pregnant with Eli, though, and that was six years ago. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, we just, we don't do enough, I don't think, to 
to build up that camaraderie that mm-hmm. you know to laugh together to have fun together mm-hmm. uh to find commonality that way mm-hmm. it's just all about work yeah volunteering mm-hmm. do something get plugged in yeah <laughs> i think i i think it is 110 percent necessary i think every church needs to play together in order to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we need to be able to take down those kind of ideas and stipulations of what church means. You know, we come, we sing a few songs, we listen to a message, we have an altar call. You know, and that that's what we do. We read the Bible and we're done. Okay. Um, but take down those, those stipulations and just say, let's just be together as a family, you know. Let's have breakfast together once a month. We'll all work together. Everybody bring something and we'll come an hour before Sunday is supposed to start and we'll have breakfast together as a family. And then we'll continue on with our Sunday day. Yeah. You know? Um, But I think what ends up happening far more often than not is there's a group of people who see the need and not only just as the body, but see the need in their own personal life. And they invest in that. But then there's a large amount of people who don't invest in it and don't think that that's what the church is for. Mm -hmm. And so it ends up becoming almost a clique of the same people who would meet together on a Saturday night at a friend's house and have a game night. Yeah. You know, and in that case, well, then let's just have a game night at my house on Saturday night. Yeah, you know, it I, it's a hard road to navigate. Yeah, I know that we tried to do like a men's video game night, yeah. and stuff every uh, every now and then, every few months, and the first couple ones were fantastic. Mm-hmm. But then we have you have one night where very few people show up, and then for some reason that kills it. Yeah, and we never do it again. Yeah. Because we think uh, nobody cares anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just was a bad night for a lot of people. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's disheartening. Yeah. <clears throat> I think one of the things that I I've been encouraged about through uh, Love Thy Nerd, mm-hmm. the the ministry that uh, our buddy Bubba Stalkup is a part of, is that you know they try and have regular game nights with their church body. Yeah. You know, and they offer it up as a just come. Whenever, come, uh, stay as long as you want, mm-hmm. bring games, don't bring games, whatever. We've got stuff here. Just come and hang out with us. Yeah. And they leave that open. They don't specifically invite any specific group of people or anything. It's just a, if you want to come, come. Sometimes they have a lot of people. Sometimes they don't. But they're always there. They always do it. Yeah. They do this thing. I don't know how regularly. I, I want to say it's once a month, but it might be once a week. I don't know. Um and that's kind of like, I want to do that. Yeah. You know, I feel like I want to just, one Friday a month, let's just have a game night where a couple of us are going to be here. If you want to show up, show yeah. up. It can be as big or a little of an event as y'all want to make it. Yeah. But let's come have fun. I think that could be something cool. It could be. Yeah. I think we, as people, need to take the... <clears throat> Personal-less? Personal? Personal initiative? No. No? Um, 
don't make it about you. And what I mean by that is if no one ends up coming, don't take it personally. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Um, it's not a direct yeah. attack on you, if you will. You know, um, when we were doing lift here mm-hmm. at the church. Ladies and ladies fellowship, and fellowship together. together. That's right. Yeah, you used to do that too. I, uh, I got chastised for not sending out a personal handwritten invitation to every woman in the church. Even though it was an, it was announced, it was sent in the bulletin, it was, you know, it was a big thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to have people who are going to be excited for things, and you're going to have people who are going to find offense in things. That's just how it's going to be, no matter what you do or what you don't do. That's just the road that we travel. Yeah. You And I took that very personally. I took it as a personal attack. Great, I'm not doing things right. I suck at life. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And that was the wrong mindset to have. If yeah. I was doing it for the right reasons, I would not have had that uh, personal heartbreak <laughs> against one person's opinion. Uh, moving back to the article here. Uh, again, the article is entitled <laughs> Churches That Play Together. Stay Together by Courtney Ellis from ChristianityToday.com. She writes, in the early scriptures, the people of God are called to a regular rhythm of work and worship, rest, and play. In addition to the weekly Sabbath Sabbath celebration, the pen... uh, Oh, gosh. I never know how to pronounce this. Is it it Pentioch? I know it's not. I know it's not pronounced how it's spelled. I wasn't watching. I wasn't following along. Anyway. The... Uh, 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 earlier books of the Bible, mentions seven feast days. Uh, After the exile, three more are added. Uh, Wedding celebrations commonly lasted a week or more, while some contemporary congregations find play by practicing these feasts of the ancient church and uh, other traditional holy day celebrations. Others are discovering it's even simpler, almost childlike forms. One of the signs of healthy community is laughter and the ability to have fun together. Um... And it also attracts people and speeds up ministry, making it easier and more pleasant. Hospitality is one of the big priorities. So the more, the more examples that they have here are, are people that uh, make sure that they do like camping retreats throughout the summer where they invite everybody, which uh, we've done occasionally. Mm-hmm. We do Paul and Timothy campouts with the men and the, and the boys of the church and stuff like that. Or the youth will go on campouts. Um they have swimming trips. They have uh, trips to amusement parks. <clears throat> One person here says that they uh, occasionally cancel church and all go to a coffee shop instead and just fellowship together. Uh, of course, this would be a smaller church. But still, the fact that they're willing to say, look, the Sabbath doesn't have to be all about come and sit in a pew. Yeah. You know, it's about us having this relationship, having this, this, uh, community mm-hmm. built through this congregation. Uh, we are the church body. It doesn't matter if you're in the church building or not. The church is still meeting exactly. at this coffee shop, uh, which I think is fantastic. I think uh, it'd be an amazing outreach opportunity as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you'd have to be wearing shirts that say your church's name, but <laughs> I'm just in visualizing going to an amusement park with the church, you know, and, all of us wearing our shirts and it being a Sunday morning and people being like, whoa, wait a minute. 
why is this church at Six Flags on Sunday? <laughs> it's going to bring up conversation. Yeah. It's going to, you know, at least one person is going to say, hey, why are you guys here and not at church? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there doesn't always have to be a devotional in the middle of it. <laughs> all right, everybody. We've had fun. We've ridden roller coasters. Let's all meet under the uh, pretzel hut and have a devotional real quick. <laughs> no, because then that becomes a checklist item. Yeah. We can only meet together and do fun things if we're, we're having, having a devotional. devotional. See, we uh, when our when our new pastor Johnny came in a couple of years ago, he came in right before we had our first or had one of our uh, Awana Grand Prix, which is where Awana kids make their cars, make their little Pinewood Derby cars, and race them. It's a fun time. They have food, they have yep. trophies, all this kind of stuff. Well, he hadn't experienced that yet. He didn't know what his real role was as pastor, so he kind of got up and gave a mini devotional in the middle of it, and. It just felt really out of place. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, we're, we're just having fun. We don't need to <laughs> get all serious now. Uh, which he realized afterwards. Yeah. Like, you know, that probably wasn't the right thing, right way to go. <laughs> and, you know, so this year he didn't. He came and he participated, had fun too, and just welcomed everybody. And, yeah. you know, it flowed much better. We don't always have to uh, sit down and get serious about uh, some scripture in order to be honoring god yeah you know living in community as a church body and celebrating one another that's honoring god i mean that's 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 something that god definitely loves we have a <laughs> i at he we have a friend who was an attendee of celebrate recovery i don't know if he still comes or not but he was of that mindset that every time... Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> every time we got together, we had to we had to have a devotion. It was church. <laughs> yeah. And if you didn't, then you weren't honoring God. What were you even here for? Right. And for me, I, of course, in that moment could not quite articulate it, but I was thinking exactly what you just said. To be together is honoring God. Mm-hmm. To be with each other and just <laughs> doing life together... Is honoring God. But at the same time, how do you argue with somebody who just wants to read the Bible? Right. <laughs> Without sounding like a total heretic. Yeah. <laughs> no, put that away. We don't need to open that right now. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Um, one of the cool things I read in this article here is uh, Agaba Moses, an ordained minister from Uganda, noted that it... it uh, that play hasn't traditionally been a part of his church culture, but that's starting to change because churches in Africa commonly go beyond pulpit preaching and engage Christians in play activities like football, swimming, uh, or drama. Uh, and they call them secular activities because they're not specifically religious. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they're, you know, anti-church, anti-congregation, yeah. anti-God in any way. Um yeah, it's it's uh, the fact the fact that we tend to as churches get so focused on you know the Great Commission and all that calls mm-hmm. we get so focused on the work aspect of it. Think about the missionaries. Don't missionaries engage themselves in the culture? Mm-hmm. Not just the they don't just go and set up a church and 
And that's and where preach they it say. people. Yeah. yeah, they they get involved in the community. Yeah, I mean, just like you said with the whole coffee thing, that in itself is an outreach. Yeah, when they see that churches don't just have to be straight laced, uptight, uh, rule followers, judgmental people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we can have fun. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we need that, too. I mean, that's that's why there's recess in elementary school. Because <laughs> you've got to have, you got to have a break yeah. from all the, the seriousness and all the learning. You've got to be able to uh, experience that joy mm-hmm. that, that you're supposed to have as a believer. When we squash our own joy, we're squashing that gift that God has given us through that salvation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Love joy. Joy's the second one on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Love, joy, peace, patience, <laughs> kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self control. <sighs> joy is right up there. Second after love. Uh, there's a whole lot more to this article, a whole lot more, uh, and a lot more of examples. Uh, I encourage you to go to Christianity Today and check it out. It's Churches That Play Together, Stay Together by Courtney Ellis. Really good article. Really inspiring. Uh, I, you know, I just might start that game night. Yeah, you should. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our AUA or Ask Us Anything. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. What movie can you watch over and over without ever getting tired of it? Mm. Mine's going to take me back to my childhood. Okay. It was probably the first movie that I fell in love with, and I still love it to this day. Okay. But it's not really our childhood movie. <laughs> Grease. 100%. Really? Yep. I hate that movie. Oh, I love Grease I hate it so, so much. much. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sing that song. Uh, the... the uh... <sighs> beginning and you're the one that i want you are the one i want i think that was it honey i think yeah i think that was the the one i want i was in a play in marshall junior high and the the play director did not like doing pre-made plays so he wrote his own play okay and then the next year it was the continuation of that play and then the next year it was the continuation of that play so it was like a three-parter and i was in the third part and we were playing the same characters from the first two years but there was none of the same people right so it was really strange and nobody followed along with it but anyway the third act the third play which was the third act of this big thing uh that i was in sent us a group of students back in time but we didn't know we were back in time we just noticed that things were different and children were acting weird and uh, I played a character who fell in love with a girl. And we did that song. And then we realized we were back in time. And realized that that girl was my grandmother. <laughs> That's how the play went. <laughs> Good times. So it's I don't have any more kind of like it. Back to the Future. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Mixed with grease. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the, which is ironic because my movie is Back to the Future. Hey. That's the one that I can watch over and over again, never get tired of it. And I am not a fan. Oh, gosh. It's my husband's so favorite movie. Oh, you make me All so of them. It's such a good, yeah, the whole trilogy. Mm-hmm. I told you, right, that I cut together the trilogy into one massive movie. No. Yeah, oh, I did. I had a good time. <laughs> cut, it all, cut it all together so it's seamless and you just watch the whole... I guess it's about six or seven hours long event. Mm-hmm. 
burn it on a DVD. Yeah, and give it to my I don't husband. think it'll fit on a DVD. <laughs> His birthday is next month. <laughs> Uh, you did give him a hoverboard, though. I did give him a hoverboard. Yep. Yeah. There's very few hoverboards like that. Proudly displayed <laughs> with all of his Air Force awards. Is it really? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. I think he loved that thing more than the shadow box that I gave him. So. Sorry. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> he put so much effort in that, too. <laughs> Uh, stick around when we come back we'll close out the show morning show as we close out the show on this tuesday morning we are so glad that you joined us today and here's our bible verse and thought for the day bible verse for the day is galatians 5 22 through 23 hey <laughs> i just read this verse you did but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace for oh it's a different version love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law and our thought for the day comes from patsy claremont Kindness often only takes a moment, yet has the potential to blaze a forever trail. Thank you for joining us this morning. We are here every Monday through Thursday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore presentation at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. And if you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together for you into a podcast over on BackRowRadio.com or most places you find podcasts. Be sure you're connecting with all aspects of the Back Row by visiting thebackrow.org and joining our meme-packed Facebook group at brbchurch.com. If you love what we do here on the Back Row Morning Show and, more to the point, Back Row Radio in general, please consider partnering with us at Patreon.com com slash back row radio mo what's the final word back to the future sucks get out <laughs> uh, that's it for today's show if you need us we'll be in the back bye